and the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from a land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. I want you to stay tuned. We're going to have a song here in just a little bit from the Magruders, and then we want to go into the Word of God and talk about that new Jerusalem. I want to talk about that for just a little bit today, so stay tuned. Got some good things coming up here. All right, we want to go into the Word of God for just a little bit here in the Hebrews, the 11th chapter. I'd like to read just a little bit. And we're going to start reading about verse 8. It says that by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And when he went out, not knowing whether he went, by faith he sojourned in a land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah, him herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promise. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. What I want to call your attention to is even though that God sent him to that area and let him see the natural area and see the land and promised to give that to him for an inheritance. But even after God dealt with him, there was something else that seems to, to uh, come into play here because he was looking for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. It seemed to me like that he got a revelation or a vision much deeper than just that natural land and that natural uh, area, but he got a revelation of something far beyond that. And all of his life, that's what he was looking for, was that city whose builder and maker was God and a city that hath foundations. We're going to hear a song now from the Magruders, and they're going to be singing a little bit about that particular 
city that I'm talking about. So we want to hear from them, and then we'll get right back here into the Word of God. get to wondering what heaven's gonna be like with solid jasper walls and gates of pearl we'll walk on streets that's golden we'll all live in a mansion there's no place else quite like it in this world i'm talking about heaven where there's sweet rest for the soul free of life the great white throne and streets of solid gold of this world Like the pyramids in Egypt and the mighty mosque of Omar But I've never seen a gate of solid pearl I'm talking about heaven Where there's sweet rest for the soul The tree of life, the great white throne and streets of solid gold And I can hardly wait until I step up on that shore I'll see the saints of all the ages Just like Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God, we learn many things as we travel through the Word of God. You go up to the book of Deuteronomy, and about the 18th chapter, and Moses spake something that was very interesting in about the 18th verse. And he spoke to Israel and said, A prophet shall the Lord our God raise up like unto me. And he said that the, all the people was going to have to hear that prophet. And then we find another thing when we read here in the 8th chapter of the book of Hebrews. I'd like to start reading at verse 1. So now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary, and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices, whereof it is of necessity that this man has somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, saying that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. Talking about Jesus now. Who serve unto the example and shadow of the heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, see, saith he, that's God speaking to him, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the mount. So 
there is a heavenly tabernacle, and there's also a heavenly Jerusalem. We find over in Galatians 4.26, the Apostle Paul said, Jerusalem from above is the mother of us all. So there is a heavenly Jerusalem, and there's also a heavenly sanctuary. We have a high priest, which is Jesus Christ, who is made after the order of Melchizedek, that is not after the order of the Levitical priesthood. If he was here under that order, he would not be a priest because he was not of the tribe of Levi. He was of the tribe of Judah. But God hath uh, uh, made him a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And he is our high priest. He is the apostle and high priest. And he is the bishop of souls. And uh, he's uh, all those things that the word of God spoke that he should be. So there is a sanctuary far above anything here on earth. There is a Jerusalem which is above and it's uh, from heaven. We're going to read a little bit about that over in the book of Revelation. And uh, it is uh, something that, you know, we give a lot of praise and honor that people talk so much about uh, the natural Jerusalem over there. And we realize that that natural Jerusalem uh, was chosen, a place on earth chosen by God, just like the land that God gave Abraham and showed him and his seed after him. We realize all that. But even when the tabernacle was built, was here on earth, the tabernacle was built a certain way, had a place called the Holy of Holies. There was an ark uh, that was made called the Ark of the Covenant. And uh, all those things, but they represented, there was a shadow of something else to come. They was representing something and given uh, us a vision, uh, something that we could see with the natural eye, so that we'd have some idea of what was taking place uh, beyond what we could see with the natural eye. So if we go to the book of Romans for just a moment, uh, we'll give us a little insight on what I'm trying to say here. Many people can only see... Uh, the natural things, but they're missing something so great and so powerful to realize that the natural was trying to explain to us the things that are invisible. In Romans, the first chapter, and uh, we want to read from verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So he takes and makes things that we can naturally see and demonstrates and helps us to understand the spiritual realm which we cannot see with the natural eye. But many men down through time, God has given them a vision that there is something far beyond this, something greater, and that was the things that they would strive for all their life, looking to that heavenly, and they lived their life such as if they was a pilgrim and a stranger while they sojourned here on earth, because they knew there was something greater that was going to come. So I want to talk a little bit about that new Jerusalem that's coming down from God out of heaven. Now, we do know that in the 11th chapter of the book of Revelation, uh, also there is a statement in verse 8, and it talks about the natural Jerusalem over there where our Lord was crucified. And the Bible said, not me, so don't get upset, but it said it was spiritually called Sodom and Egypt. And so 
I'm not looking so much to that natural Jerusalem now, the natural temples and all those things. I'm looking far beyond that. I'm looking to a heavenly Jerusalem, and that's what we're going to read about and talk about here. And uh, we're going to go over here to the book of Revelation and uh, and see what the, the John spoke about this, and he was in the Spirit. I want you to know that. The Bible said that he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And uh, the Spirit also was in him. I know because he got the Holy Ghost there on the day of Pentecost. And he was in the Spirit, and the Spirit was in him. And being in the Spirit, he began to see things pretty deep and a great and wonderful vision that he had and he wrote it down so that we could share it today. So that's where we want to go over to the third chapter of the book of Revelation and read about something that he received in the spirit. All right, as we begin to read here in this third chapter of the book of Revelation, we're uh, reading what John is telling us about the church of Philadelphia, the sixth church that is mentioned. And in verse 12, this is what he says. He that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. And I couldn't help but think when I read about uh, the city had some pillars here, and um, it said, the temple of God, and uh, the man will no more go out. He said, uh, he that overcometh, will I make a pillar? And I thought about what Paul said about uh, Peter and James and John, I believe it was, in the book of Galatians there. And he said, when he went down to Jerusalem and talked with them, they seemed to be pillars. Pillars. And uh, I thought about that. Well, then, as I read this, I begin to think about how the city is made up. He said, I'll make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. And that's pretty powerful. Then we go over to the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation. And I was thinking about the song that the Magruder sang there and some of the statements they made. Now listen to this. In the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now I want you to think about that. It was passed away, there's no more sea. And I, John, watch this now, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. There's a quite a revelation here. I don't want to get into that part of it today, but remember the statement in Galatians where Paul said Jerusalem from the bu- from above is the mother of us all, and um, I'll I'll deal with that at a later date. There's quite a revelation here, and he saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And uh, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. 
I can't help but, but think about the Second uh, Corinthians, about the fifth chapter. And when we get born again by the water and by the Spirit, all right, and uh, we get baptized and we speak in tongues, you know, uh, repent of our sins, just like the Bible said, I'm talking. We get born again, all right, we become a new creation in God. Now, there's another verse of Scripture where God said, Behold, I create all things new. And I've often said this, if we don't become a new creature, he doesn't want the old you in that thing that he has created new. He wants you to become new also. That's why we have this great plan of salvation, and God has given us a gospel and a salvation that will change us and make all things new in our life. You're not the old person that you used to be. You become a brand new creature in Jesus Christ. And we're not supposed to know each other after the flesh no more. That's why I get a little bit concerned about some of the brothers. Once in a while, they get too involved in trying to look at an individual's past, bringing up things that happened in the past. If that individual has repented and truly repented and been born again uh, by the water and by the Spirit, according to the Word of God, maybe we should just leave the past alone. Or even if they make a mistake, if they go and repent of it, my dad always said that when he would be teaching. He said, we want to be careful how we talk about people because if they did do something wrong and they repented and God forgave them, why are we running around holding things against them? So you have to become a brand new creation in God. So we're talking about that new Jerusalem coming down from God. I'd like to skip over to the 10th verse of this same chapter in Revelations 21. In the 10th verse, he said, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as a crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and the names were written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Think about that. There's other places we can go into the Word of God back in Ezekiel, different places where it also describes some of these things I'm talking about. But right here is such a great and powerful and wonderful description of something, though, more than just natural, but it's beyond the natural. It's the invisible that can only be seen through the eye of the Spirit and not with the natural eye. And it is a realm which is far above anything on earth, is that new Jerusalem uh, from above, which is the mother of us all. And uh, that's what we're talking about today. Now, listen to this. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, and on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. That makes 12 gates. And uh, the wall of the city had 12 foundations. Remember, Abraham was looking for a city that had foundations. Keep that in mind. All right? And in them, listen, the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Think about that. Just like uh, Paul said about Peter, James, and John, who seem to be pillars in the church. Well, here it mentions that these twelve apostles of the Lamb. Now, some people would say, do you believe there can be any other apostles? I believe, yes, there can still be apostles. But these are the twelve apostles of the Lamb, the one that, ones that the Lamb chose. And we know that Judas 
he uh, messed up. He betrayed Jesus Christ. We know that. And uh, yet he had been one of the twelve. And Jesus said, Have not I chosen twelve, and one of you is a devil? But later on, Paul was chosen by Jesus Christ because Ananias was told by God, He is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name unto the Gentiles. So then Paul became, I believe, one of the twelve at that point. One born out of season, I believe is the way he said it. So there was twelve apostles of the Lamb. Their names are upon these foundations, and that has a great spiritual meaning. Again, sometime we're preaching on the foundations of the city, how important that means. And so the church, or the city, the New Jerusalem, is built upon 12 foundations. And then we find that the gates of that city had the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. And it was set up just like it was back there in the original setup of the tabernacle in the wilderness whenever that the tribes was stationed around the tabernacle when it was in the midst of them and uh, there was three tribes each way and it represented all the twelve tribes so we find the same thing here in this spiritual city in other words that was a natural thing pointing to the spiritual realm that God had in mind. The tabernacle in the wilderness was a natural thing, pointing to that tabernacle which is in heaven. So uh, all these things that happened back there under the natural was types and shadows, but not really the direct image, but types and shadows of better things to come. So I don't get so wrapped up in all this excitement about Jerusalem over there now. I'm glad that God has brought his people back, uh, the Jewish nation, so he can give them opportunity one more time to accept him as Messiah. And if they don't, they're, it's over. But he is giving them that opportunity. He said he would in the Word. But in the meantime, there was a spiritual house, a spiritual tabernacle, a spiritual temple. And it was started on the day of Pentecost. This is the real thing that God was building. And uh, we realize that uh, Paul said that he had espoused us to one husband. That's the church even Christ. And we know Christ is only going to have one bride. And here we see that bride coming down from God out of heaven. And there's a lot of spiritual meanings here, which we'll have to get into at a later date. I don't have time today to deal with all that. But I want you to see how beautiful and fantastic the spiritual realm is. And uh, sometimes we fail to look at that. We get looking at the natural things too much. Well, it went on here and he said, that, and he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height are of it are equal. I like that too. That's another message right there, the equality in God. And he measured the wall thereof, a hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was as was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the and the foundations of the wall of the city are all foundation. The third Caledoni, and the four socks, and the six Sardis. Seventh, uh, light, the eighth borough, the ninth, that's the tenth, uh, and the eleventh, Ajegnath, and the twelfth, Anthos. And uh, now I did not pronounce all them right, but uh, nevertheless, 
Those are very interesting. Yes, yes, in fact, the state of the priest, uh, what still represents things that is great mystery, son of God, to get into the world. Twelve gates were twelve pearls, and the sea was all, as it was answerance, and all know that they for the Lord God Almighty and Lamb are the blood. Uh, this goes back up there. I think about Jesus and tear this down. I'll, ra I'll raise it back up. up. And, and it had no sun, the moon, and the great universe. But we get saved. The church, the, the word of God, uh, the revelation of the eighth day or uh, what happened when Jesus was re resurrected on the third day. Will there be another night after that? Things like that. There's a lot of revelation in the word of God. And uh, he shall bring glory and honor and of the nations into it. And... Uh, there shall in no wise, now this is something we need to think about, enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh an abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And I can't help but think that Jerusalem, Jerusalem natural Jerusalem, Jesus wept over it. And he said to them that your house is left unto you desolate. Why was it desolate? because the abominations that was committed brought desolation. So we don't want that. We want to be saved. I want to see that city. I want to walk there. I want to live there. I want to abide there. I'm like Abraham. I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God, a city that hath foundations. And I do know something about the foundations because the Apostle Paul made this statement in 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay except that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So I realize that that's where our salvation is. That's why Peter preached it so strongly. And on the day of Pentecost, told the people if they wanted to be saved, they had to repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and they would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the spirit of promise. And there's a whole lot of revelation there. The Jerusalem from above is the mother of us all. We're being born again by the water and by the spirit. So I see our time is getting away. See you next week, same time, same station, with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. get to wondering what heaven's gonna be like with solid jasper walls and gates of pearl we'll walk on streets that's golden we'll all live in a mansion there's no place else quite like it in this world i'm talking about heaven where there's sweet rest for the soul a tree of life great white throne and streets of solid gold Sure. I'll see the saints of all the ages Sing those songs of Zion like we've never sung before You have been listening to the Apostle and